wingtip. Good afternoon. It is January 23rd, 2019. You're listening to A Little Column A, A Little Column B, hosted by Zach Bishop and co-hosted by Will Limanos. Ah, yeah, you're getting all the you're getting all the credit today. Today is the day. Ooh, all right, headline. You, you can enjoy Thanks. your glory for this podcast and this podcast only. All right, we're we're gonna let nice. you kind of lead the way, and by that, let's just slowly just reintroduce what what the whole world I hope I hope is not waiting for. But let, let's just let's just give it to them. It, it's happening. The date has been booked. The trailer has been posted. We're not gonna talk about trailers anymore. But Zach, what's going on this weekend? I hear there's some big big things happening for the podcast. Oh, huge things happening for the podcast. There is a debut trailer for the 2018 March Madness Consequences. Uh, you're finally going to pay up. It's almost been a year. We were starting to get a little nervous over here on the, uh, the column B side. But uh, apparently weather's going to be good. No rain. Uh, we have it all, all set up. There's a, a trailer that's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. We're going to post it in the, uh, in the description. Go check it out. Uh, are we going to be doing something, try to do something live on Saturday, or you think probably shortly after? There, there'll be, there'll, there'll be a video, and there will definitely be pictures. Those will probably be posted up to date. I don't know if there's going to be a live video because I do kind of just want to play basketball. I don't want to spend the whole time, you know, messing with the video. As well as I don't know if there's a volunteer right now that's going to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll film you with the camera wearing short shorts and be that guy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll say maybe on a live video, uh, definitely going to be pictures and, and documentation. Uh, I I am actually, you know, all right, I'll open the conversation now. I don't know how people, I don't think people are going to be into this. I don't think they should be into this. And I'm going to be a little weirded out if they are into this. But if you do want some pictures and some documents on Friday of the night before, which I think is the much more exciting part, not not the... Like there's drama happening Friday where the actual act of shaving my legs is going to take place. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm actually, I'll be honest. I'm getting a little nervous about it. I'm, I'm kind of concerned. I'm not looking forward to what, cutting what, my what's legs. What's you concerned about? I don't think I'm going to be very good at shaving my legs. And I know that sounds silly, but I, I really think I'm going to struggle. I don't think it's going to go as smoothly Ooh. as you think. It's not going to go smoothly at all. Ooh, good I, pun. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not going to go smoothly at all. Oh man, I I don't have the the sound bites ready. I I got to get them. I got to get them up. Uh, but I I am. It started to kick in that this is really happening. You know, I don't know how people. How do how do you shave around a kneecap? You know, it, I assume I got to tense. So everything. you're gonna you're gonna do it yourself. You're not gonna bring in any sort of uh, any sort of outside help for this. I'm trying to let as little people know about this as possible. So bringing in outside help just seems more contradicting. This is like last week when you were kind of being like, well, maybe you should practice it. I was like, no, no, no. This is happening <laughs> one time and just one time only. There's no second run of this. I don't even think we're renewing this bet ever again, and at least not for a couple of years. Maybe, maybe we'll give it a shot again. If it's not that bad, maybe I'll, I'll leave it on the table. But I won't tell you that if it's not that bad. I'm going to make it sound terrible. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it's happening. It, it's, it's happening Saturday, January 26th. Basketball for me, I'm generally there about 8 a.m., on the Pacific time, so the you know was that eleven on the, eleven on the East Coast for everyone else. If you if you want to wake up uh, Sunday around eleven, and this is something you're into, is seeing a grown adult male with shaved legs playing basketball. Yeah, that that'll that'll be there for you. Uh, but uh, other than a quick little plug, check out lcalcb.wordpress.com for all our other podcasts and all our other videos. There's a Tinder one, there's a March Madness one, a lot of good stuff on there, as well as all the old shows. 
So check that out and check out soldbywill.com for all your San Diego real estate needs. And don't be afraid to follow Zach on Twitter, which his Twitter name is Wicked Z Man 24. All right, there we go. We're all over with it all. All right, it's, it's on there, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube. Go, go, go deal with that. But now we're going back to business, and Zach's hosting jobs are now over. So I'm going to just jump right into the podcast, and I don't even. I don't even want to start with the Yankees. Baseball isn't our favorite topic, but I don't know how we don't cover this. I think this is a really big deal. Did you know this has never been done before? And by before, I mean the Mario Ana R- Rivera Hall of Fame. He got all the votes. Uh, I, I never. I, I assumed a lot of people got all the votes before. I, nope. I, I, nope. It's never never happened before. Uh, unanimous first ballot. Uh, baseball, even even more than some of the other sports, uh, I think really sticks to they have this writer's code and you, you will specifically not put a guy on the first ballot if you don't think he was of, of, of a certain caliber. And so it, it gets really kind of, kind of fluky. And yeah, before this, no one had, had ever done it before and he, he's the first one. And so, yeah, like you said, we're not hugely uh, into, into baseball, but I mean, I, I'm a Yankees fan. So I'm for sure a Mariano Rivera fan, but it seems like everyone, uh, everyone likes Mariano Rivera. I'm not a Yankee fan, but I am a fan of Mariano Rivera. I mean, how can you not be? I mean, it's 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 greatness. I mean, it's truly you're witnessing something. And even towards the end, there you could you could always tell like there there's like a kind of a special feel when he was kind of finishing out there. Um, but we're not huge baseball hey, he, guys. He, he, he well, played I mean, he he played into his early 40s. I mean, he he's doing he he went the route of uh, you know that Tom Brady's doing right now of. He, he's no he's no uh, spring chicken like he, he he was up there and still very dominant at the end no no arguments there i i'm not going to start a baseball argument right now but let me ask you this did you know that there was never a unanimous vote like that was the first time i was shocked by that yeah. i thought for sure someone else would have gotten in i mean of all the yeah, baseball I, greats not one time i mean even if you go way back when there was less players less teams there was never a unanimous vote then Yep, yep. Like I said, it's kind of a, a quirky baseball writer's code sort of thing, and I've been seeing some of the comments being along the lines of Mariano Rivera doesn't deserve this if someone, you know, like Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle or some of the other greats didn't get it before him. But I've been thinking of it from from a different angle of they finally got one right. If the guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame and he's at the the, the absolute peak, he shouldn't be penalized because guys in the in the in the past on, on the voting made a mistake. Right, right, the wrongs, and this this was the this was the correct move. I I think it's the correct move. It's really cool, and I I, I this is a guy in our era right now. I think that's even more fascinating to it. I the funny thing with yeah. it all is it doesn't feel like baseball was as popular during his era right now as it was in previous. And I could be wrong with that. This is a large, large era, as you said. He played well into his forties, but I don't. It seems strange that he got all the votes now, and that nobody else could get it before. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not. I, I think uh, I think a little bit of this has to do with the uh, with the social media era, as because uh, similar to uh, Steph Curry becoming the first unanimous MVP, it, it wasn't that long ago that the the votes would come in, and uh, you you didn't know who these other writers were in other cities, and you you also you didn't get a chance to see these players necessarily. It, it's difficult finding on TV now. There's no reason that you can't watch any any baseball or basketball game anytime you want uh as well as now everyone knows about these people you you follow people on on twitter and you know oh this guy didn't vote for steph curry this year and he knows 
everyone's going to see this and my, you know, social media account is just going to get bombarded with people. And I'm going to have to try to explain myself rather than I think 20 years ago, you could get, oh, you could do this and you, maybe you get some letters and you can kind of ignore it a little more where you're, you're just going to get dragged through the mud and just every interview you do is going to be That's along the lines of, hey, how could you not pick this guy for, for the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I, I, I could just, I could feel like I, of the very few all-time great baseball players I could name, I would have thought one of them. Like, I think this is an easy bar bet right now. I bet even after this year, you can make the same question to ask at the bar, and nobody's going to know the answer to this. Of who is the one and only unanimous Hall of Fame vote? I, I don't know. Well, speaking of unanimous, no. we're, we're going to transition to something that clearly wasn't unanimous, and I think everyone's actually unanimously upset with, with the Rams-Saints outcome. And it really just comes down to one call. It looked like it was pass interference, and it's confirmed it was pass interference, as well as a helmet-to-helmet. After a year of discussing, after like three years of discussing all of the NFL officiating, what's a catch, what's not a catch, can you hit the quarterback, can you hit anybody anymore, is the, is the defense able to do anything correct? And it's been so flag-heavy and happy and easy this is how it all boils down to this game in overtime with with all this out like the, how how did this happen and how did we let this and I almost feel like they want to stay in the media and that's how this happened like they told the referees make one huge mistake so we can talk NFL and everyone will be kicking and screaming all week and we'll be in the headlines this just seems like pure well, collusion if you ask me the the NFL is already in the news regardless I I, I think that it's 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 swung way too far everybody saw the play everybody knows that it uh it, it was a missed call but it's it just gone to a crazy level of of lawsuits and and there's billboards and there's petitions and maybe it's just easy for me to just gloss over it because my team wasn't involved and my team won it just seems like it's just it's just so much whining at this point bad calls happen all the time it's just kind of part of part of sports at, at every level and Part of it is life's not fair. Sometimes stuff doesn't go your way, and oh well. You just kind of got to get get past it. I can see for sure right after the game being real upset and for you know some, some time afterwards. But then going, going to these lengths and spending all sorts of money on, on billboards, it just, it just seems like it, it's gone. It's, it's swung, swung too far, and I, I for sure don't think that it was some sort of conspiracy to create controversy because – the NFL is the most popular American sport. They they only need to play the games to already be the uh, the the headline in the news and the most watched TV program. It's it's something just doesn't add up after the entire year of everything being flagged and then them almost admitting that they threw too many flags and that some of the calls weren't correct or they they probably could have gone the other way. This in the biggest moment right now was a huge no call. It, I don't want to say it cost them the game, but it cost them the game. <laughs> Did it not? Uh, it didn't help them, that's for sure. Yeah. I think they made some uh, some weird moves right before that to, to keep the clock going. Uh, but they still had a chance after that. that that's, one of, that's one of the things. That it wasn't on a, uh, you know, the – the, the game-winning field goal or, like, the game-missing field goal where there was no chance to do anything after that. After that play, there was still time in regulation to do something about it, and in overtime, there was still a chance to do something about it, and you didn't get it done. 
I, I hear you there, and let, let's talk about this. And I've already heard too many conversations that I don't agree with. I agree it was a bad no call. I just, I'm mostly upset just because it should have been called. It seemed like an easy call. It seemed like something they they should have just even cautiously. Like now, I feel like with the scores because everything's reviewable. If it's a scoring play, you just you immediately give everything a touchdown. I, I feel like you you give it if it's a close call, like tie goes to the runner, you call it a touchdown. I think that's this. This is that kind of kind of play where if you're not really sure, you throw the flag, because at least you can do something from there. But I know there's a lot of big proposals right now of changing overtime rules and then giving people another flag and making these a challengeable play. I don't. I don't like that at all. I just think we need better referees. I think referees just need to be better, and there's no reason to do any more reviews. There's no reason to do any more of that. We just we just need less mistakes, and I think they're getting better every year. They've had a hard time, I think, defining the rules. And once these referees, I think, have a, a little bit longer of time to kind of digest of what really is and what isn't anything, the better they'll be. So I, I don't have any interest in making any rule changes or making that a challengeable play. It, it, it just needs to be flagged. It just needs to be correctly called. Uh, but with that being said, I hear a lot of overtime rules of, of because specifically because of the Patriots one, when in the game before, <laughs> the Saints won the toss and didn't win the game. So where where's the problem here? I feel like the argument against everyone of changing these rules happened this weekend. I I, I, I agree, and not even this weekend. I think I think you're right that it is partially a Patriots thing, because as, as you pointed out in the game before, the team that won the coin toss did not win the game, uh, and all the arguments and it just it goes like so many so many different directions for me on what point I want to specifically point out, but. You saw how quickly Tom Brady went down the field and scored. Pretty pretty precision. Uh, there were definitely some third and longs that we were able to uh, to, to, to pull out. Uh, we've we've done this a bunch of times now. Tom Brady's done it I'm throughout his career. What makes point. you think that giving uh, give, giving the Chiefs the ball, letting them go down, and it was probably I think everyone thinks that they would score to tie it up. That Tom Brady wouldn't do the exact same thing again. So the, the 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 result would be would be the 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 same outcome. It seems like he was he's buckling down and he he knew exactly where he was going to go. And for sure, any 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 number of things could happen. Easily the the Patriots could have stopped it. But I think there's all this concern about player safety. But now you want to play this extended game and against the it's the playoffs, so it is important. But I think that people are getting caught up in fairness versus versus excitement. Would that be more exciting to give a rebuttal? Oh, for sure. But it's like, at, at what point do you do you cut it off? Of it's, it, it, it was fair. There, there was a coin flip, and it's a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah. There was a yeah. whole, there was a whole sixty minutes beforehand to to state your claim of this is what we're gonna do to prevent this going into into the into the overtime. I don't, I don't understand everyone that feels like it's at such an advantage. It's like, no, it was a 50-50 shot. You had the same chance as the Patriots to win the toss. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. There is, there's no advantage there at all. I, I, I'm confused on, on that. And it feels specifically just because we've seen this story before. We've seen Tom Brady do this. And here it goes again. With all that being said, I do think there is an advantage, a clear advantage to getting the ball first. So you got to get a stop. The Chiefs forced three third downs, a third and nine, and two third and tens in the overtime. And 
you just got to make the stop, right? Like you you have to force. You, you, you got three chances right there. If you want if you want your boy, your quarterback Mahomes to get to get the ball, you got to stop him. You had three chances right there, and I thought they were both three perfectly executed offensive passes done done by Edelman, Edelman, and Gronk. Perfect execution. They read the defense, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about this. We can continue to talk about all this. How good was Tony Romo, though? I've seen a lot of talk out on this, but he really was great the the entire game, calling out plays ahead early in time and then just seeing defenses, like almost him in the box up top right now. I, I think that's an underrated feature that we're getting, and nobody's really taking advantage of it. I think this is the first game where it really kind of kicked in a little bit, and we're like, oh, wow, yeah, this guy, this is really cool because it feels like we're in the huddle. It feels like, uh, like I'm hearing what the scouts are thinking, and I, I'm getting the inside scoop kind of. How good was Tony Romo for you, or, or do you not really care for the announcing? Uh, I think that it it helps when he's doing the the bigger games because I think that he he makes all the all the funny funny sound effects like ah I I don't know Jim, and <laughs> when it's a big game like this and just the way that he goes about it and his excitement, it's really cool and and you're into it and I think that it can be a little tiresome when it's a one o'clock game in October, but I thought it was funny. Do you like him predicting plays beforehand? Yes and no. I well, I kind of like it because it makes it feel like the uh, the defense should know that should know it as well. Like me as a, as a as a watcher and pure, just purely as a fan, I I shouldn't know. I, I I could study everything like them, but I don't. I'm just a fan. I'm just tuning in for game days. It it seems pretty cool. Uh, basically somebody giving me that information I, I i like that i like that and i think that's an attractive part of it is it, just i don't need to watch the film i don't need the work and it's like hey hey watch this and why you know brady's about to point at his helmet right now and this play is about to run to the right it was originally supposed to go to the left and that's the other thing is i don't know how <laughs> what the original play was maybe that was the same play maybe this is all his fake stuff i i, I don't know there's no real evidence to to know that when he changed the play calls or whatever but it, it seemed to make sense it seemed all. It seemed like that's what he was doing. It looked right. I wouldn't have thought it on my own, but it felt right. So I'm okay with it. I I like it. I I think Tony needs good. This sounds bad, but he needs good quarterbacks to announce. If he doesn't have, you know, if he's doing some rookie who doesn't really have any talent or skill, I think he has a hard time, you know, watching him. He doesn't know anything about him, and he's not capable of doing the stuff. I think he really enjoys a Tom Brady kind of guy, or you know, uh, Drew Brees, or a variety of other quarterbacks on that upper echelon where he can really see them work and you can see them operate. You can see what separates them from everybody else. So I I think that's what it does. It makes me feel like Brady is really that much better and that farther ahead of the normal quarterback in that upper echelon with everyone else. And that that's fun to see. And it's awesome to hear live. (laughs) Some of it just seems we're giving him a little, a little too much, too much credit, I think, because he'll 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 predict, but he'll predict a couple of things to happen, and it's a, a third and nine, third and ten in a crucial situation, and I think that any any football fan or for sure any any Patriots fan is gonna think, I hope he throws it to Edelman or I hope he throws it to Gronk, and so say, you know, it's a third and ten here. Uh, you see it lined up. Well, Gronk is uh you know single covered, so he's probably gonna throw it to him or he's gonna throw it to uh, to Edelman. And so then when one of those happens, you're kind of spreading your, your bets around a little bit. 
I don't think he's doing that on purpose to just try to predict the right thing. I think he's kind of saying things ahead of time that might be better served to say after the play. So once Edelman makes the catch, go back and show, oh, he was looking at, at, at Gronkowski here. That's probably where he wanted to go as, a, as his first option. But as you can tell, he's double teamed. Gronk slipped. You can tell that he's not open. You can see how Edelman was able to work his way open, and that's why he went there. And maybe just a little more explaining it more than I feel like it's a little bit of a you know a magic trick kind of thing to just predict what's going to happen and just it, 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 I'd I'd rather try to I'd rather be rather be taught something like learn a little bit more about football than just like oh I guess Tony knew what he was going to do I just it's a little little out there. All right, you got you got any other comments you want to you want to talk about the game because I got something it's about the game but it's it's a little less related. I, it's actually something I learned after the game. I didn't notice this at all during the game. Uh, did you did you hear about the laser uh, pointer? Just, uh, not obviously not during the game. I heard about it yesterday. Yeah, why why was that not addressed or talked about? They got it on did, on film. Did you did you watch the video? Yeah, it was it was a green it laser for one. I, I definitely assumed it would be red. I don't know why, but I I was wondering if it was actually a laser pointer. Just I don't know exactly how like laser pointers work from like that distance, but I would have thought that it would have been like smaller. A... That seemed really big and. It, it was one of those uh, topics that, when when I first came across it, it was not ESPN reports this. It was one of those. I think it even might fake ESPN on Twitter, who just like it posts kind of it, it's pretty much bogus clickbait kind of stuff. And so when I first looked at it, it was just oh, this is this, this is not a real thing. This is just like a funny thing and just kind of fuel for all the all the fires. And then when I watched it. I was wondering more if it wasn't uh, a laser pointer, if it was some sort of, like, not a spotlight, but you know how they have, you know, in, in arenas and stadiums, they have the different kind of light shows going on. Mm-hmm. And was just wondering if it was something like that. And it had nothing to do maliciously. And it's like it happens all the games all the time. Uh, but then it, it's kind of picked up some some traction. And I, I don't think it goes anywhere, but just just, just interesting. And I, I don't know. I didn't know if there was really much there. I, I just kind of thought it was interesting that it's not really it, it, it. It's taken a little bit of while for it to pick up the little steam it has right now. I, I feel like it had this gone any other way. This this would be huge right now. If this was in Foxborough, which is what I saw a lot, I, I think Colin Coward was the one who covered it. He was like, if this was in Foxborough, fans would be outraged right now. They'd be like, Patriots are cheating oh, again. Uh. Here, here's the uh, the laser gate. You know, get get ready for for all of that. And now yeah. that it's it's we, we already won, so we the did. outcome it clearly didn't affect us, even though it probably affected Tom. And and everybody, you know, it didn't affect him enough to to lose the game. I I just wonder had they lost, if this would have been a bigger deal if it was this, or if it's in a different arena, say our arena in New England. In Foxborough, would this have gone differently? Would this be a bigger story? Oh, oh, absolutely! It, it would have been, it would have been such a mess, and just something that is not. I bet if you ask Tom, hey, did you were you aware that someone pointed a laser pointer at you? No, so it had no effect on you. No, like move on. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. If this was if this was in Foxborough, it oh, it would just oh, it would have been so annoying to have to deal with people on the internet with that it, just, it, would, it just would have been one of the absolute would... the absolute worst like oh see no this is how you won this is how your your reign of success for two decades now it's because yeah some laser pointer situation that that's how it works like it just 
it's ridiculous. Well, I, it's funny that just the different bias and and kind of standard of of it all. Of, I I feel like everyone is just taking every opportunity to knock us down if they can, and it, it is and it seems so ineffective because we're going to our ninth Super Bowl right now. And yet, and is that why? Is that why we have haters? I don't know why people haven't just accepted yeah. at this point. And I've seen some people yeah, just finally accept it, but <laughs> but is is it fair? Is that, that justified? Yeah, that's a. That, that's a funny one for me too. Of we're going to the you know third Super Bowl in a in a row, and like on top of all the other success before that, and seeing people post on different uh, Facebook groups and online saying like you, you know what now I'm starting to think like Tom Brady might have made it like now now I'm starting to, like where have you been? What, what, how, this, this is brand brand new. He's been doing this for a, for a long time. Come on. Come on, you, you should have picked up on this a, a while ago. Yeah, it, it's funny that number nine is the one that it took for, for a lot of people. And I've seen a lot of sports broadcasters and announcers and journalists, and they're like, yeah, no, this, this is the one where I was finally like, you know, I, I give in. I can't fight this anymore. There's no argument in the world against it. It just It's just unreal. It doesn't make any sense. They have to be that good. Nine times is not a fluke. Especially recently. How many times in the in the past few years, all years we've made the Super Bowl in September, there's been at least at one point or possibly multiple points in the season of, I don't know, I think this is over. I don't, I don't think Tom Brady's got it anymore. I don't think Belichick's got it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Where I feel like there's maybe this happens just more in the NBA of you don't go all out during the regular season. You get just enough to get into the into the playoffs, and then. That's when that's when the all stars and that's when the superstars come come to play. Celtics did it in uh in 2012. I think they went in as the fourth or the fifth seed. Didn't have a spectacular regular season, but you knew that they had the guys. They knew what they had to do once they got to the playoffs and made it made it to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So l- let me, let me ask you this right now: how many uh how many championships does Tom have right now? Has he got five? He's five and three, right? He's five and three yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a difference between five and four and six and three, or is nine still nine? We we, we we touched this a little bit earlier, and I think six and three sounds sounds a lot better than five and four. Four four sounds like a lot, but at the same time, it's like would if if he had gone zero and nine, would you still? I feel like he would still get a whole bunch of credit. If he went one for eight, it would be like, well, he got there nine times. Oh, he should, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's one of the things. Uh, LeBron gets the same thing of how many finals he's made and not won. And a lot, some people take it as a as a demerit, but like, well, so you're gonna reward the guy that lost in the you know the AFC Championship game because he doesn't have you know quote, the the blemish on his record of a Super Bowl loss? Like that doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, I I don't think I don't think it makes any difference. I don't think there's anything to change his legacy at this point. I I think the only thing that could really change it is if he goes out. If say he retires at the end of this year and we get blown out, if we get blown out in the Super Bowl, I think maybe there's a little bit overcome short term, but long term you'll just look back at the, the all the other highlights and it, it'll it'll kind of fizzle out. Uh, but uh, that that was my one question on that. And the last topic I think Super Bowl related right now, or at least Patriot related, does Tom retire at the end of the year? No. No, man, that was a quick answer. He said, he said he was going to play until he was forty-five. He's not forty-five yet. Well, just just what? 
When has Tom? When has Tom ever lied to us? He's never lied to us. I I don't know. I just part of me thinks that it wouldn't be the end of the world if he just went out now. But if he still wants to play, he can play. I'll let him play till as as long as he wants. I have no problem with it. I I'm done doubting this team. I I found I feel like a silly, you know, ESPN anchor right now of being like, oh well, we thought it was over then. We thought it was over then. He, there's no way he can keep doing it. I'm done doubting him. He he gets a pass on everything now. Whatever he wants to do, he wants to play till he's sixty. I don't care. I'm 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 a believer until it, until he fit, tells me otherwise. <laughs> it still works. We 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 weren't the the number one seed, but we were we still got a, a first round bye, and we even went on the uh, on the road to a hostile environment and got a win. I think even if we had uh, if we had, we had lost to the Chiefs, it's still we got to the AFC Championship game again. Like this is an uh like a, a crazy crazy run that we're on right now. Until he doesn't make it to you know to, to an AFC Championship game, then 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 we'll start looking at our looking at our options. But uh, from from all the things that that I hear from him, he said I'm gonna play until I'm 45, and I feel like he's adjusted that every few years. So maybe he adjusts that again. But I'm I'm with you. <laughs> let, let 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 it ride. What, see, what, see where this goes. Whatever he wants to do. But while we're on the topic there of options, a lot of people have uh, multiple options for their streaming options right now. And Netflix and Hulu tend to be, I'd say, probably the two popular ones. Uh, we'll throw Amazon in there, and then there's a couple other you know, spinoff ones. Uh, but uh, the, the newest news is that the Netflix pricing is going up, and the Hulu pricing is going down. Now, I, the interesting with Hulu is that we got like Disney Plus on the way, and I don't know how that's going to work. Is that going to be with Hulu or, or not with Hulu? Is there not going to be Hulu anymore? I don't know anything about that. Is this something or nothing, though, with Netflix pricing going up and Hulu going down? I think it has to be It has to be something just because it was just announced uh, a couple weeks ago, if that, maybe it was only, only a week ago, Netflix said they were going to increase uh, the pricing for current and new new members uh, across across all of their options. And Hulu comes in pretty quickly after that saying, hey, we're actually going to lower our price, which I'm not sure a streaming service has. Has a streaming service lowered their price? Uh, no. I think the only other time, and it might have been Hulu, and I don't know if they did this the whole time, but there was always the commercial option that was less than the non, the, the no commercial well, option. that's uh. They're only lowering the uh, the commercial version. So okay. the commercial version goes from uh, seven ninety nine to five ninety nine, but the uh, the ad free version is staying at at, at eleven ninety nine. Which which is fine. Which is fine. And I don't know if that option was there originally. I wasn't a, like a Hulu like originator. I don't think I even had the first Netflix account. I think I, I think I was always sharing someone else's for a while at the beginning there. So I don't I don't know how much it was to begin with. But that would be the only time I can think of, and I'm not even sure if that was a time, is that maybe the brand new option they came out with was, oh, if you don't mind a couple commercials, we'll charge you this much if you don't want to pay the full what, 11 or $10 it is a month. So I, I can't think of any other time that it went down. And the only thing I can think of of why it went down is <laughs> somebody must have paid them big money for that advertising spot, right? <laughs> I, I don't know if, it, if, it, if it's that or if it's just more... Hey, Netflix is going up. There's got to be a certain number of people that hit the point of, nope, too expensive for me. I'm out. Are still interested in being entertained with television and movies, 
and say, okay, here's a less expensive option. Oh, now it's in the news and it's even more or less expensive. Let me head over there and just kind of trying to, uh, to scoop up some of that business. Or, or they're trying to capitalize off of people buying a second subscription. You know, maybe you don't want to buy the full one, but you'll buy a, you know, $5 one with a couple commercials. Now you got two, you got best of both worlds. And then, you know, also, maybe, yeah, that, that's, maybe, that's uh, maybe, you, you know, you, you, you wouldn't have tried Hulu, uh, unless it was that price. And then you try it and you're like, Oh, hold on. They got some originals on here. They, they got some FX stuff on here. They, they got some shows that I remember watching on Netflix that aren't here anymore. They got some shows you that also, Netflix doesn't uh, have. You know, got they got that letter Kenny on there. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned uh, uh, Disney Plus. Hulu is partially owned by Disney. So I don't know if there's any sort of, hey, you lower the price here, and then when Disney Plus comes in, I don't know if there's some sort of magic number they're looking to put together. It's like, hey, if you already have Hulu, you you can add on Disney Plus rather than have to buy it on its own. I don't know. Maybe there's something some some bigger bigger plan going on that uh, that that's in the pipeline right now. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of Netflix and Hulu, last week we talked about the Fire Music Festival documentary, and uh, Netflix had released one. Uh, they had released a couple trailers, and then while Netflix was releasing trailers. Hulu just released their own just right off the bat, which I thought was very, very healthy. That's just healthy competition. I think that's a fun, it's a fun thing to to see. But I did watch the documentary. I'm bringing it up right now. It's it's wild. It's it's crazy. I I would recommend it. I just can't believe that this really happened. It it it, it feels like there should have been a multiple times that this should have been avoided, until including like up to the day before they could have just bailed out and not and not. And not went forward with it. Uh, I, I've I've heard that Hulu one was was very good as well. There's some crazy stories in it, some inappropriate stories as well that I don't even think I can bring up on the podcast. Uh, but but it's worth checking out if if that's something you're into. If you're into like the crazy documentaries of like this really happened in 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 our era, like uh, of current era right now, it just seems wild and baffling. And I don't. And we're back. We apologize for that little inconvenience. Make sure you check out lcalcb.wordpress.com for all our old podcasts. And check out Zach's Twitter, which is... We can see Man 24. Yeah, but I, I, I check out the documentary if you get a chance. Uh, it, it was a little wild. It was a little crazy. It's, it just seems crazy that it happened in, in a modern era right now. Uh, you know what? It's kind of a slow sports day. At, at least I don't want to bombard everybody with just... Patriot stuff. I don't think that's how we keep our listeners. I think that's how we lose our listeners, actually. Uh, so let's talk a little NBA to just change things up right now. It's a, it's kind of a little bit smaller of a topic. It's not James Harden. It's not LeBron James. It's the Memphis Grizzlies, who I think a lot of people are going to know the two names I'm about to name right now that are now on the trading block. This seems like it's just a, a big disaster of them kind of holding on to these guys for way too long, and now they don't really have any value. But what do you do with Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol? I 
do not have a real good answer. Uh, I think that they – I understand why they kept him, and it's even difficult now to, to, to get rid of him. I mean, the most success that the, the franchise has really had has been these two guys as their, as their best players. And, you know, some injuries got in the way, but they started off this year okay, and then, man, has it just absolutely cratered. Uh, they lost to uh, the, the New Orleans Pelicans at home without Anthony Davis. Just really not not good stuff. Uh, they got they got some uh, some some young guys on the team, but they're gonna have to make some 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 real moves. And I just don't know. Conley, I think, still has value, but I think Marc Gasol is is rapidly rapidly uh, losing losing value. I promise they still uh, got contracts. Of his play. But yeah, Conley gets paid oodles of money, and it's one thing if you're playing. Part of that is almost like a little bit of a legacy deal, but other teams aren't going to see it that way. And yeah, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be it's going to be hard to move them. The problem is is that these both these players I think would be so good if they were on a competitive team right now. I think they could be effective. They could help a team win a championship right now as is. They may not be the all stars they once were. Actually, was Conley ever even all star? He must have been, right? No. No, never no. an all star. No, it always it always kind of got got hurt and just never never worked out right. It, either way, I, he's he's definitely a talented guy. I think he still has value in that he could actually help a roster get there. The the hard thing is is just fitting that contract on there because he's not just a sixth man. Like I think if Gasol was moved anywhere, he could be a sixth man. If Conley was moved anywhere, you know he could maybe you know help a injury of somebody that was out. He he could definitely still play some minutes. I just don't know how you fit them in on their on your roster with the cap space right now i mean who has room for these kind of guys and the, it, it kind of sucks yeah. that they move them to you know a, a team that's not going to make the playoffs I, you know if i'm those guys I, I think i'd rather just stay in memphis you know I've, I've been there this is home and and if this is how i gotta go out this is how i go out but i it's not fun for for the organization and it can't be fun for either of those guys right now either who got to be looking at each other like wow remember those like couple years we had a chance and we weren't able to get it done. I really wish we got it done. <laughs> yeah, and Memphis is not exactly a uh, you know a destination NBA city either. So it looks like their their road back could could definitely be be a long one. So pulling the trigger on this is definitely uh, going to be a tough tough pill to swallow. But it was definitely interesting when the news came out yesterday that they were looking into trade opportunities where for a long time they had very much avoided that i think they tried to do that for as long as they possibly could but kind of over now there's yeah the, there's no more runway yeah well you got anything else you want to add for the podcast here or i'm just gonna play the outro music and then plug everybody to go check out the uh short shorts challenge or i don't even know what you want to call it the march madness bet of 2018 the consequences i don't know I, i'm just gonna plug that again but if you got anything else you want to chat about or tell the listeners about, now is your time. Oh, just uh, you know, excited that the Pats are going back to uh, back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I know that uh, Tom Brady and the boys have done uh, you know most of the heavy lifting, but point. I just want to point out since we've started doing a podcast, uh, the Patriots have always been in the Super Bowl, so I think we have to keep doing the podcast. I think that's exactly what we need to keep on doing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't know how we do it. I don't know when this ends either. I don't know how it ends. I don't know what my life suddenly becomes. But I know it's coming to an end. Like, even, even this year, I had already accepted watching the game 
that even if we lose, like, it's been a hell of a ride. And I was kind of a little emotional of just thinking, like, this this could be the end. Like, this this might be it. And I don't know what life's going to be like after this. But one more. that That's that's next year's problems. You know, that that's not right now. <laughs> future Will's problem. Future Zach's problem. Not future, right now. Going future to the Super Will Bowl. Zach. We're going back. We're going after those uh, those guys from California. Beat L.A. Let's go. Beat L.A. champs. I, I will say kind of quickly right now, and the music's already playing. we got about two minutes left. I, I think if we lose, it almost comes full circle where I feel like we're the Kurt Warner Rams that we defeated originally and, and that they're the young guns coming in. I, I feel a little bit like that's full circle, but maybe I'm stretching it a little bit because it's just the same team. Do you, do you see any... Does it seem like a storybook ending a little bit? Like that just makes sense for the football gods to kind of form this this game around him? No, no, because it's not over now and it's not over next year. We're keeping it going. They're not in the same city. It's a totally different team. Oh, man. The only connection is on the Patriots side. Nobody on the Rams team is still playing for the Rams. Nobody coaching the Rams is coaching then. All right, no, I, 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 it's, it's a fair argument. It's a fair argument. I, uh, I'm very excited for the game. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't know why it wouldn't be a good game because every Patriots Super Bowl has been a good game. <laughs> it, from, you know what? Did you, have you seen the numbers on this that nobody watches our Super Bowls? Like the numbers go down despite them always being good games, always being single score games. Nobody watches them. We have the least watched Super yeah. Bowls of the past ten years, and we've been to nine of them. I, I had not I had not heard that. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I, I yeah we our our ratings are always low for the Super Bowls. So I encourage everybody to watch it. This may be the last one. If you don't like it, it it might be the last one you ever you ever get to not watch. So <laughs> tune in. I I recommend it tuning in. It's gonna be a good game. I think got a lot of offense out there. I hope everybody's able to stay healthy. I'm excited for Media Day, and I'm excited to talk about it in two weeks. Uh, for now, we'll be back next week. Definitely check out this Saturday. The update of the bet consequences of me shaving my legs, wearing short shorts while playing basketball this Saturday, January 26th, 2019. Anything else to add? Go Pats! Go Pats! Little column A, little column B.